everyone. Good morning. It is a beautiful, sunny Thursday morning, and I have good news for you. The tax deal, which includes a retroactive fix for domestic R&D expensing, software expensing, passed the House last night. 357 in favor, 70 against. It's incredible, honestly. For so much of last year when I was talking to you and, and, and talking to everybody about this, you know, the, there was a proposed piece of legislation, you know, in the House and, and then in the Senate, but there was not really a whole lot of movement. We kind of had a little bit of a what turned out to be a false start in June with that bill. Um, but it was a kind of a frustrating year because there was no larger package um, for it to be part of that, you know, carried a tax section um, for it to be there. And it is extremely unusual for tax um, issues to ride on their own. And so the fact that this has happened and that, you know, tax issues are basically never retroactive. So this is huge. This is really, really, really huge. And we're not there yet, but this is a, a massive, massive step forward. Um, Having 357 bipartisan votes for this from the House, referring it to the Senate, gives a very, very strong message to the Senate um, about about support for this. Um, I just watched the debate on it myself, and I'm struck by how this is actually a sign of, of Congress working, right? It was a bipartisan bill. There were, you know, a lot of people saying this isn't a perfect bill, but it's good, and it's good enough, and it's what we have to pass from the stuff that helps us, like like you know, software um, R and D expensing, to uh, low income housing tax credits and and child tax credits and um, an increase in expensability of equipment purchases, so like computers and 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 whatnot. There's there's a lot of stuff to like in it, and I think this is a huge win, a huge win for our community and and you know. For the American economy. Of course, it does not include the foreign R&D expensing, which, you know, is still a huge disappointment. As many of you know, I am personally impacted by that since I live in Denmark. But this also now lines up everything else to expire um, in 2025. And so it looks like Congress is preparing to have a big tax negotiation in 2025. And I hope that we you know, can make an argument for that then after having a few years break to not think about taxes so much. <laughs> so, but this is going to the Senate and now this passed under uh, suspension of the rules in the House, which means there was very limited debate. It was like speed debate, you know, where, you know, with some members only getting uh, 30 seconds, you know, 20 minutes total for each side. But in the Senate, um, I believe it is not expected to go under suspension. And so, you know, they might have amendments. They There are some members talking about wanting to do a markup, which, you know, is basically drawing out the process um, because this is getting kind of tangled up in, in some other issues like immigration and, and whatnot. I think overall we should be very encouraged, quite frankly. I mean, I honestly, I don't think I've been so encouraged about the functioning of Congress in a very, very long time, considering the amount of dysfunction that comes out of that place. 
especially in the last couple of years, to see, you know, Republican and uh, Democratic members standing together, you know, in support of this and also in opposition. It was a it was a very unusual sight, I think, to see, you know, an extremely conservative Republican man from Texas yielding time to women from California and New England with pink and purple highlighted hair. But also, you know, small business owners and, and, and people who were on the other side, Republican small business owners and Democrats from the center of Philadelphia about, about the housing tax credit pieces. Actually, Representative Blake Moore of Utah mentioned that small business owners had come up to him on the soccer field about the R&D expensing piece of it and how much it was hurting their businesses. So I don't know if y'all are part of our group, but good work on that. So I'm actually, I'm very encouraged about how all this got done. And and I think it was a, a great thing that all of those things are, are, are together. I know so many of you, um, you know, you run indie businesses because it allows you to live, you know, outside of a major city close to family and, you know, have three, four, five kids, right? So you're not only going to benefit from the R&D part, but also from the child tax credit. So I think this is this is really huge. But the Senate is going to be an uphill battle. We can take a break. We can pause for a second. Feel good about what happened in the House because it's incredible it even got to the point of being in a package and then it got to a vote and then the, the vote got through. All of that is amazing. The Senate is going to be more challenging. Uh, there are some senators who are calling for a markup. They might try to drag this out. So the thing, so the Senate also, they might take their time with this. Um, the House moved it through relatively quickly. So the Senate and also they're going to go on recess for two weeks on February 12th. So that means if they don't pick it up by then, then we have to wait two weeks. So then we're looking at the first week of March when they pick it up. Now, it would be better if this passes sooner, but that's un that's that's unclear right now. But it is already clear that there are a couple of senators who are against it. Notably, Senator Crapo from Idaho, Senator Tillis from North Carolina. Uh, some of the senators from Texas are threatening to drag it out and, and don't feel any urgency about it. So we need to start putting the pressure on them. And there are two ways we can do that. So the first one which we can't do today, but hopefully we can do very soon, is simply calling your senator, and, or your senators, plural, um, both of them, and asking them to support the Senate bill. We do not have a Senate bill number yet, so that is not actionable for you today, but I will certainly let you know when we have a bill number, um, and I will let you know exactly what you need to say again. I am incredibly heartened, by the way, by how many of you called Congress for the first time because of this. Like, it's it's just, it's really, really encouraging. And I am, I'm so proud of you for, for stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing something different. I want to I wanna quote someone who emailed me and said, I've never called my congressman before, but your script of what exactly to say pretty much made my procrastination on that task disappear and all went well. That is wonderful to hear. 
so many people saying that their the the staff um, in their in their congressperson's office called you know picked up on the first or the second ring. Amazing. I mean, what company or organization can you call where you get through on the first ring? So so the first thing we're we're gonna have to call our senators again. The second thing is while it's working through the process in the Senate, we can continue to get pieces in the press about this. As I mentioned in my email the other day, if you are willing to talk to the press about this, to talk about how it impacts your business, please, please let me know. Especially if you are from a state whose senator appears against this. And, you know, so that's that's Idaho, there's North Carolina, there's Texas, Massachusetts, there's there's more states that we've that we've got to be pounding the pavement in. But we need to make sure that every single senator is hearing from their constituents about this. But so if you are willing to speak to the press, please let me know. There is a ton of interest right now, as many of of you know who I've already been emailing with and getting you in touch with reporters, um, the deadlines can move fast. Um, so, for example, there was a bunch of people who raised their hand to talk about state and local tax um, deductions as it related to this bill, you know, that, that talked to a reporter about that, but then that one was moving really fast and it's not clear when that's coming out. So some of these things, um, some of these things move really fast, but being willing to have a 15, 20 minute conversation with a reporter and share your experience is really, really impactful. So if you are willing to publicly talk about how you've had to lay people off or, you know, take out um, personal loans or use credit cards or, you know, use, take out a home equity line of credit, empty your business bank accounts, you know, emptying personal savings, all the, those kinds of stories are really the ones that resonate very strongly with reporters and with members of Congress. So that's where we are right now. But today, this is this is a good day. I am I am I am proud of us. I am proud of how far we have gotten. We have further to go, but I think we can pause and and feel kind of hopeful about this for the first time in a long time. And I just want to uh, close with a quick note and. People have been asking, um, do I need to refile or, you know, how, how does that look? So one of our members is Chris Julian, who is a CPA uh, in Seattle, who has a lot of small business clients. And he mentioned that there is actually a form people will be able to file. I'm just going to quote him. The last thing the IRS needs is more amended returns. Probably true. So they will likely allow this to be done prospectively with a form 3115. So potentially don't need to refile, but rather have your tax accountant file that form. And if you don't have a tax accountant, uh, there are several in our group, like Chris. So that's where it looks right now. Very, very exciting stuff. I'm ready to fight for this in the Senate, and I hope you are too. So let's get this done. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality, Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from The Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, 
Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Roomsteals, Anna Mast of Subscribesense, Jeff Roberts from Outsetta, Justin Jackson, Megamaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from Consent Kit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of Works Cited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender, Brendan from Feederloop, Pascal from Sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Konbini, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.